God has helped me to discover six ways in which we can obey Him with our life. They are our heart, our will, our mind, our body, our finances, and our future. Well, we are going to talk about today how we can obey God with one of the most important parts, and that is our heart. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in a Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Well, I wanted to open us up today from a passage from John 15, 7, and it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Well, it may be simple to ask, but sometimes as we wait on those things to be provided, those promises from the Lord, there may be some struggle. There may be some sacrifices. Well, no one ever said that obedience was super easy, but obedience is far greater than sacrifice. So I want to share with you one of my favorite quotes, and it's from a man named Hudson Taylor. Hudson was a missionary who spent most of his life in China, and he knew what it was like to walk a life filled with obedience to God. And I actually ran across this quote and discovered it when I was going through some pretty extraordinary assignments from the Lord that was requiring huge steps of obedience myself. And here's what the quote says. I have found there are three stages in every great work of God. First, it is impossible, then it is difficult, then it is done. And when I read that, I really related to these words in such a personal way. And they really ministered to me. And I was intrigued to learn more about the man who wrote them. So I began to dig and learn more about Hudson Taylor. I was inspired even more by his life because he was a missionary who had a calling for China. And in many ways, Hudson Taylor and I have gone through some similar journeys with the Lord. And I knew that when I read a journal entry, he wrote very similar to my own journal entry. This was written in Hudson Taylor's journal called Spiritual Secret. And here's what it read. Well do I remember how in the gladness of my heart, I poured out my soul before God again and again, confessing my grateful love to him who had done everything for me who had saved me when I had given up all hope and even the desire for salvation. I besought him to give me some work to do for him as an outlet for love and gratitude. Well do I remember as I put myself, my life, my friends, my all upon the altar, the deep solitude that came over my soul with the assurance that my offering was accepted. The presence of God became unutterably real and blessed. And I remember stretching myself on the ground and lying before him with unspeakable awe and unspeakable joy. For what service I was accepted, I knew not, but a deep consciousness that I was not my own took possession of me, which has never since been 
effaced. I have experienced the words of Hudson Taylor, and my prayer is that you will too. We may not all be called to be great missionaries in China, but if we are willing, God will call us to do something. He will use us for some great work. He may call you to be obedient to lead a Bible study in your neighborhood, lead a mission trip in your church, plan a church, work in the church nursery, or just simply feed the hungry or feed a neighbor. God's work cannot be measured, my friend, because every work of God is a great work. So today we are talking about the heart. So listen to the Lord as we work through this together. What is the Lord speaking to your heart and how will your heart respond? Now, I want to tell you, God is more concerned with our hearts than anything else. Let me tell you why. The heart is a biblical word used to describe who and what we are at the deepest level of our very existence. Out of the heart rises up all of our relationships and responses to those relationships. God, life, and itself. It is the core of our personality. Yes, that's right. It's a place where we do business with God, either living in obedience with him or in rebellion against him. Did you catch that? If we are not in obedience with him, we are not only in rebellion, but are working against him. Overall, the heart is the chief source of our total behavior. And this should leave it no surprise that the subject of the heart is the most important to God. You know what? God is so amazing, even in the way he created our hearts. By career as a healthcare professional, I can tell you that the heart is the most vital organ in our body. It is beating in our chest, dispersing blood through our veins and our arteries, flowing oxygen and nutrients necessary for us to live. It sustains our life which makes it the source of our physical life, right? What the physical heart is to our physical life, so is the spiritual heart to our spiritual life. I really admire that just like the physical heart, which is divided into four chambers, the biblical explanation of the heart may be understood as four chambers as well. The heart promotes our personality functions from a spiritual, intellectual, emotional, and volatile state. In combination, this could be said to reveal one's true character and nature. So don't just take my words for it. We're going to look into some scriptures. We're going to see what God has to say about this. But listen, the physical heart is critical. Without that heart pumping, without that blood flowing, it is a life or death situation. And what I want to propose to you is that it is the same way with our spiritual heart. Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures. You can pause me. You can go back and write these down later. But these are great. And listen, if you're looking for something to just kind of dive into a quiet time and devotional time with, I highly encourage you to go back and study these scriptures that I'm going to give you. So let's go. Spiritually, the heart prays. Genesis 24, 45, 1 Samuel 1, 13. Spiritually, the heart responds to God. 2 Kings 22, 19. The heart sings to God. Psalms 30, 12. It seeks God. Deuteronomy 4, 29. Psalms 1, 19, 2 and 10. Spiritually, the heart believes. Romans 10, 9 and 10. And spiritually, the heart is pure. 
Psalms 24, 4, and Matthew 5, 8. Intellectually, the heart thinks. Mark 2, 8, Genesis 6, 5, and Luke 5, 22. Intellectually, the heart understands. Proverbs 2, 2. It has wisdom and knowledge. Proverbs 2, 10. It acknowledges. Deuteronomy 4.39, it doubts Mark 11.23, and it lays up words, Job 22.22. Emotionally, the heart gets angry, Psalms 39.3. It gets discouraged, Joshua 2.11. It gets delighted, Ecclesiastes 2.10, Jeremiah 15.16. Emotionally, the heart is anguished at times, Isaiah 64.14. Romans 9, 2. It gets heavy. Proverbs 25 and 20. Volitionally, the heart decides. 2 Chronicles 6, 7. 2 Chronicles 9, 7. The heart yields. Joshua 24, 23. It directs. 2 Thessalonians. It desires. Romans 10, 1. Psalms 21, 2. And it does according to itself. 1 Samuel 2, 35. In a physical and spiritual way, the heart can get out of rhythm. And physically, when this happens, it can be life-threatening, as I mentioned earlier. And wouldn't the same apply spiritually? I think we can all get out of rhythm at times. It is the battle we are in, and there is nothing the enemy wants more than to take us off course and navigate us away from the center of God's will for our lives. So we must believe this and stay on guard, which brings me to my next point. There are two kinds of hearts, a believing heart and an unbelieving heart. And it's important to know that even as a Christian, we can have an unbelieving heart. For example, I was a Christian and I believed that God was who he said he was, but I had an unbelieving heart that he could do anything about the pain of my abortion or the pain of, you know, things from my childhood. But yet he could. An unbelieving heart is blinded by the God of this world and does not respond in faith. So in my example, I didn't have faith. I had an unbelieving heart that God could do anything again about my pain. But it was when I began to believe and trust God with that pain that a miracle happened in my life. It was then when my believing heart partnered up with faith that things began to actually happen. He gave me a new heart and a new spirit. Friends, he rocked my world and he became my personal savior in a way that I had never known him before because he met my personal needs. No one can do that but God. And it changed my entire relationship and outlook on him as my savior. So I wonder, what do you need to believe God for right now? What does your heart need to believe God for right now? I want you to reposition yourself and your heart to receive all God wants to give you. Yes, this could be the best things that ever happened to you in your life. So don't miss this. Don't miss it. And don't believe the lies. Jesus is truth. And anything apart from Jesus is a lie. There is a progression strategy that you need to be aware of that the enemy uses. It starts with deception and leads to bondage. Let me explain this a little bit more. First, we listen to the lie. That's where we see deception, and that's where a seed is planted, and there's false input that enters in. This is what happened way back in the the garden, and it still happened today. Second, we begin to dwell on the lie. So it's fertilized, and it's watered, and then we begin to consider that false input. 
third, we believe the lie. So here, it's actually beginning to take root, and there is growth of that false input. And then fourth, we act on the lie. Here, seed is being produced, but it's the fruit of deception. It's not good fruit. And this is the, the production of the false input. So I showed you a progression there that happens. First, we listen to the lie. Second, we dwell. Third, we believe the lie. And fourth, we act on it. Now, here we have a false belief system that is producing behavior. And we have to know that every act of sin in our lives begins with a lie. This is very important to know when it comes to obedience because if you are believing the lies that the enemy is speaking to you, it may defeat the courage. Did you hear that? It may defeat the courage to move forward in what God has prepared for you. Somebody needed to hear that today. There is no doubt, no doubt that he has a gift to give you, friends. So it's time to start unwrapping it. I want you to open up John chapter 15, and I want you to read that chapter, and I want you to soak in it. It's probably one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, because it's in this chapter Jesus teaches about the vine and the branches, and in my opinion, it is the secret to life, because it's here we discover some truth about obedience and see Jesus's own obedience to his Father. So as I get ready to close out today's segment, I want you to to listen to the words. I'm going to read it for you, although I do want you to go back and I want you to meditate and I want you to journal from it. And I want you to let the words soak in. Let God speak to you. But as we close, I'm going to read it to you. And my hope is you're going to hear and discover God's love for you, that you're going to discover that obedience leads to joy. It is my prayer that you come to know him as the very best friend you could ever have. So as I read this to you, I want you to imagine just a relational conversation going on right now that the Father, Jesus, is speaking directly to you over a cup of coffee or a warm meal. And here's what he's saying to you. As the Father hath loved you, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servants knoweth not what his Lord does. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. And again, that is John 15, 9 through 16. I started out with a passage of scripture from that chapter, and I'm ending with it as well today. I got a bit emotional reading that to you. Because I see a love letter here. 
and I pray that your heart receives it. So go, friends, and obey him with all of your heart. And I think this is fitting that we share these words, these scriptures, about how he laid down his life for his friends as we approach resurrection. So there you have it, friends. The secret to obeying God with our heart is found right in John 15. Abide in him as he abides in you. Align with his will. Obey his commandments and your joy will be full. Aren't you so glad that he's coming back again? Aren't you so glad that he has risen, he lives, and he's ascended to heaven at the right hand of the Father? Aren't you so glad that we have a promise and an eternal hope of glory that awaits us? Well, I hope you've enjoyed this message today. Next week, we will be picking back up and talking about how we can obey the Father with our will. So friends, I hope you have a wonderful week. Remember, I love you bunches and live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Thank you.